Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello. Hello. Uh, this is Here's a Crazy Story, a podcast from The Overtake where we tell crazy true stories. I'm Robin. I'm Abby. And I'm Rick. And that's, that's it. That's it. That's, yeah, that's all went fine. Yeah. Great. Uh, I mean, it, this is like probably what, nearly the 20th time I've done this. Yeah. So, should You're really still waiting for do. something though to come through. Oh, yeah, it feels me like, too. Like, yeah, like me, me too. Yes, correct, Abby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm, I think I'm looking at you guys thinking what comes next. And I just never know. What do you no. expect no. from us? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, have we got any corrections from last week or previous weeks? I don't think so. No. No, me neither. No. Well done, guys. Cool. Right, straight to the stories then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Easy. I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Title well, off, please. Yeah. Um, oh, I haven't thought of one for mine. Uh Every week. What else is new? You're actually ready on that. time this week as well. <laughs> you could have taken three seconds. Literally, before the recording, she says, Siri, bing me a crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> and then just reads it off the phone. Um, bing. Mine, uh, mine is um, the... Can I just... Can I, does it have to have a title? No, just, just give no. me like a descriptor of some kind without spoilers. Um, uh, you see, what I've done is I've carefully crafted it so that it has a moment of surprise on every paragraph of my oh, own. Very oh, wow. Yeah, like That's I always impressive. do every week. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> which, me, which makes it really hard to... Oh, fine. Rick, my, what's yours? Mine's called... Um, the freaky deaky death and legacy of Edgar Allan Poe. See, that's selling it. That okay. is selling well, it. <laughs> uh, mine is the freaky deaky death. Stab- the uh, yeah, mine was just the death Wisconsin of Edgar Allan Poe, but I added it. Oh, sorry. Oh, there, okay, yeah. give us the tone then. I mean, I've already ruined half of it already by telling you there was a stabbing, but... <laughs> uh, never mind. In Wisconsin, though. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's the theme of mine is like just kind of like a laboured oddity, like oddness <laughs> of like the curse of Edgar Allan Poe. Okay, it's like, is, that, is this gonna be like the curse of Superman? No, well, kind of. It's like three stories that are connected. Oh, okay, three um, stories. But they're quite small. But yeah, the all revolve around Edgar Allan Poe being dead. Okay. I like okay. those because you're giving it to me in smaller doses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeps my attention. That's true. Uh, mine, the mood is 
Um, Bahood. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> I think, honestly, the longer I've done this podcast, the more I've realised I've got several speech impediments. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, pretty much all that can go wrong with talking, I do it all. After you asked me the other day if I, I was dyslexic, I've <laughs> gone through... Worrying that I'm dyslexic, oh, no. worrying that I'm getting Alzheimer's. I couldn't remember a word the other day, and I was just like, oh shit, that's it. The brain's that's it. fucked. Your brain it's is gone. gone. Yeah. Uh, I did I, think when you said that, like, oh no, you, you, you're going to fuck him up. Give for him a, a while. Yeah. Well, I'm just, it just seems like a lot of, like. It's just like it's, you just write like a dyslexic person. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it does. And there's nothing wrong with dyslexia. It's, you know, yeah, that's true. Condition. Yeah. But, but, you're, but if, you actually probably yeah, don't. But, you're I'm just a so, bad typer. Yeah, I'm sure even people who have dyslexia, if you said to them, would you prefer not to have dyslexia, they'd say yes. Yeah, they would say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's true. But also, you, if well, you have got dyslexia... Ease. It, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, Sorry, if, dyslexia people. If you, have got, if you have got dyslexia, you should see, see to it. <laughs> see to it that you get the help you need yeah let's get some glasses um, or something yeah it's for sure because they are well they I forget because of course I'm getting Alzheimer's as well because I keep you forgetting you're definitely not getting Alzheimer's oh I'm God. getting Alzheimer's what is the mood of your goddamn story <laughs> okay. uh, oh yeah what are we doing well it's because you made fun of the word that said mood <laughs> you did it again yeah. um yeah well that, I was doing that for fun that second time yeah sure um, okay I did an impression of myself uh right so mood of mood of mine is um creepy no oh, it's not that creepy that is a mood it's macabre mm, it's not macabre it's uh moody <laughs> it's moody yes okay Okay. Oh God, this has been. I'm. Let's, I'm sorry about the torture that this entire let's thing. Let's do yours first. Once I get onto the story, it'll be fine. I promise. Are we we do mine first. Yeah. 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 Okay. Let's right. get moving. <laughs> All right. 2014. So five years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, fast in, math. Hmm. That was incredibly fast math. I mean, it was easy. Though. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I was making fun of you. Oh, we. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um. So, Waukesha. In Wisconsin, um, there were three girls who were best friends: uh, Anissa Weir, Morgan Giza, and Peyton Lutner. Lautner. Imagine no, your last name being Giza. Is it L A U N T O N? No, that I would know was Lautner. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but <laughs> um, it's L E U T N E R. Lut Lutner. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it doesn't really matter what their last names are because I'll never refer to them again. Okay. So main things you need to know are the first names, which are Anissa, Morgan, and Peyton. Mm-hmm. So they're 12 years old in 2014. So I was trying to think of what 12 years old is, and it's the Stranger Things kids from season one. That's what you're picturing, that age. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That actually does help. Yeah, because mm. I, I can't remember what 12-year-olds like. I'm terrible at ages picture as well. Like, yeah. I don't know what I mean, a five-year-old of... looks like. Is it like this big or is it like this yeah, big? she did two wildly like, different. different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of them yeah. were the height no. of five-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> I think the second one wasn't too bad. No, I think that one was as your height. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is That's not saying right. anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, they're all classmates in the same middle school, uh, and at the time, the teachers said they were like, okay, students, they didn't really get in trouble, um, 
other people thought they were a bit nerdy and maybe a bit less mature than the other kids but mm-hmm. generally speaking they were kind of unremarkable kids um, fuck I hope they don't listen to this <laughs> <laughs> they, they well, were average in mm-hmm. every way they won't and for reasons I will explain oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I think I know this one do you? I think so yeah oh, it's a good one yeah uh, so they seemed to be really close friends, but what Peyton didn't know uh, whether her best friends had planned to kill her. Yeah, oh. yeah, bit of a shocker, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, all friend groups have secrets. Yeah. Like, I did say there was a stabbing, so I guess. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. think it was going to come that that early. early. Yeah. Like, yeah, mean girl. I mean, so I could, I could, I could do more on the backstory, but I, I don't think it's well. The backstory will come into it. Okay, yeah. I've structured it this way for, for m- dramatic best effect. purposes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so Anissa and Morgan had initially planned to kill Peyton at a sleepover. So they had a sleepover, and they were going to tape her mouth shut and stab her in the neck and run away. That's um, so specific. Yeah. Mm. So they'd re- really planned it. Um, they didn't do that attack because they said, well, afterwards, um, Morgan said that she wanted to have, she wanted to give Peyton. Peyton another day to live well, I just think really she chickened out at the sleepover yeah. to be honest she wouldn't. just these are little girls and I'm pretty sure Morgan was the last name of that kid from the ring and so my mind's just like creeping me out interesting mm-hmm. yeah. interesting yeah. Mm. oh yeah yeah interesting that is interesting um, really? really yeah no, okay. I, yeah, it <laughs> you know is interesting is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, um, but also when Abby said what is the mood of your story yeah. and the start of it is two 12-year-old girls stabbing another 12-year-old girl. The yeah. mood is dark. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> kind of like light entertainment. Yeah, it's like something like Antidec might do. Like. I think I'm just like so blunted now <laughs> to these. I'm just like, every mood is just, mm. <laughs> Even if it's grim. So, uh, yeah. So after the sleep, they did the sleepover. They chickened out of the killing. Um, after the sleepover, I was going to do a joke then about them being chickens but I was like no yeah. it's fine for a 12 year old chicken I was thinking you said chickened out like they, they were pussies or something yeah that, well, that's kind of what I was <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's what the joke I was going to do basically yeah. um, so they they came up with a second plan for attacking Peyton um, and it was they were go- they went for a walk and they went to the toilet of like a local park you know like a public toilet and they were in the toilet um, and they were trying to find a place that was like um, a good place to to do the killing, and uh, they they chose not to they chose not to pick the bathroom because it they wanted it to have drains for the blood to run out of because um, they thought that would be better. So calculated, yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, I suspect it was a chickening out situation again, but either way, it ain't good. Mm-hmm. So. What actually happened was then they went to a nearby forest and they were like, let's play hide and seek. And Peyton was like, I don't really want to, like, I, I, I don't, I, I want to go home or whatever. Cause, so she was getting some vibes, I think, at this point yeah. with Peyton, even, even though she didn't know what was coming. Um, and the, the other two, like, basically bullied her into going into the woods and playing hide and seek. Um, and so this was May, 31st of May, 2014. Um, so they were, they were, gonna play hide and seek uh Peyton and one of the other girls I can't remember which one it was now maybe in Anissa um were hiding and Morgan was trying to trying to find them and then Anissa pinned Peyton down and was like um like 
I've got her, like, do it now, do it now. And then the other one started stabbing her. She was stabbed 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso with a five-inch long kitchen knife. Um, two wounds were to major organs, so one missed her heart by less than a millimeter, and another went through her diaphragm, which, which cut into her liver and her stomach. So I actually watched a video where they interviewed the... the uh, surgeon afterwards that was mm-hmm. like trying to save her life and he said that basically the knife went like to the wall of this artery in her heart and Whoa. if it had just popped in like it touched the wall of the ar- mm-hmm. artery if it had gone through she would have obviously died because um, she would have just like lost blood and had a heart attack so um yeah so Anisa and Morgan were like okay we're gonna go and get help now um while she was still alive um and but they just like ran away um, and later, they said that they had always been planning to just leave her to die. Like they weren't I mean, going obviously, to get help. Like, why would they stab her and then mm-hmm. go to get help? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, Pey- but Peyton didn't die. She dragged herself to a road, a nearby road, where some guy called Greg Steinberg, who's a cyclist, found her. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the nine one one call for some reason. I don't really. I don't know why I do that because it's mm. not. It's always horrible. It's happy, <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, he's like, um, there's a there's a there's a girl here, and um, she's been stabbed. And the the nine one one person's like, she's been what? And he's like, she's been stabbed. Because um, I think it's just like, it was pretty shocking, yeah. even to a nine one one operator, mm-hmm. that little girl up and stuff. Um, so they let they a little bit later. I think it was actually the next day, or it might have been later on in the day. Um, they found Anissa and Morgan like walking or walking near like a big road. Interstate 94. Don't know what that means, but yeah. interstate sounds like a big road, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, sounds like, between sounds like a motorway. States, yeah. yeah, exactly. So they, when the police caught them, the knife that they'd used in the stabbing was in a bag um, that they were carrying, and they had like loads of running away stuff, like snacks and like and clothes, and like one had pictures mm-hmm. of her family. So like they weren't planning on coming back by the looks of it, yeah, or not in a hurry. Um, so. Uh, but Peyton survived the attack. Um, she left the hospital six days after because she'd had like surgery and stuff. And um, eventually, she went back to school like a few months later, like oh. in the next academic year. <sighs> does any of this sound familiar to you, Rick? Do you think it sounds familiar? It does sound familiar. Why, yes. What, what do you think? Do you, I'm missing a crucial well, component of the story. You are missing a crucial component. I don't want to steal it from delivery, but I've watched a documentary about this. Have you? Okay, yeah, yeah. it's very good. It, okay, yeah, good. and Abby's comment about the ring earlier was particularly like synchronistic. Yes, mm, just get on with. You don't understand. Are you that? terrified? Like, <laughs> <laughs> the ring is literally like one of three movies that's ever scared me. And I just <laughs> okay. don't like this. It's not, also, it's, it's not like, the ring, so it's it's so cruel and inhumane it's making my chest hurt yeah this was this is some of the most pain i've ever seen you in actually (laughs) this is a really tough story for someone with just like too much empathy like it's hurting me well if you so if you know what well just if this makes you feel better there was a nice video that i watched of peyton in the animal shelter cuddling some kittens and having fully recovered from her ordeal that's nice yeah um so the reason why some of this might be familiar is uh, because afterwards, uh, Anissa and Morgan, um, they spoke, they, you know, obviously they were speaking to them and they were chatting to them and they were like, what, what's all this about? And they were like, oh, we feel really bad about it, but um, 
we needed to do it to appease Slender Man. Does this sound familiar, mm-hmm. Abigail? Yeah, go on. <laughs> okay. So, Slender Man. Bit of background on Slender Man, in case anyone hasn't heard of him. Um, so, he's a, a fictional, kind of a monster. Um, create. He was actually created originally in 2009 in a Photoshop like paranormal image contest mm-hmm. um, on a website called Something Awful. Um, and it's just like a, a, a creepy forum. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, since, and I don't know why it took off, like it, people were just like. It just became like mimetic, didn't it? Yeah, it was just exactly. kind of It was cool just like people, yeah, scurry. people were like, what the fuck is this weird mm-hmm. thing? Um, and then after that, a lot of other people like expanded on it. So uh, other people created like fanfic and like. Um, other like artistic depictions and now if you google Slenderman there's just like hundreds if not thousands of different mm. illustrations and stories about Slenderman it was like a video game as well, like yes. they created a video game about it as well that was like really intensely scary yeah where you just you walk around a forest and you find a little note and you, you keep seeing him in the distance oh. coming towards you and you've got to like find all the notes before he, he gets, gets to you, you. <gasps> and it's just that a survival horror you can't do anything you can only pick up the notes oh my god um, but yeah it's creepy it's yeah that's so creepy I was playing out I don't think I ever played it I watched somebody play it because um, I was too chicken and yeah. I definitely didn't play it before I knew about this oh, horrible really? assault yeah, yeah. so um, yeah so to, just to describe the appearance of Slender Man um, it's like a tall thin man um, he's got like a plain, like featureless face, like just like smooth, orb, like, like yeah. Howard Moon. Yes, yes, yeah. but with no eyes or yeah. nose or mouth or anything. Um, he's um, he always wears like a black suit. It's usually like a black suit with a black tie and a white shirt. Um, and then sometimes people show him as having like tentacles growing out of his back or like really long tentacly limbs. Um, so if you can, if you come in according to this you know internet mythos, um, if you come into contact with Slender Man, uh, you might end up with amnesia, bouts of coughing, and paranoid behaviour. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's and also to follow on from Slender Man, there was a there was like a creepy Slender Man horror film, mm-hmm. and he made people go crazy or killed them as well um so yeah so he's often like depicted as hiding in forests and like scaring children stalking children and like so a lot of the um fan fiction around it is like or like a lot of the illustrations are like or the photoshops are like kids posing for a picture with creepy slender man in the background Mm -hmm. and they didn't know he was there so that's yeah so but so both of the girls had discovered um slender man on uh, Creepypasta Wiki, which is a website that hosts Creepypasta, mm-hmm. which, if you haven't heard that... Have you guys heard that term before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You both, I knew you both would. But if people don't know, it just basically are... Like, cre- Creepypasta is those kind of, like, um, f- fictional like a, like stories. like an online campfire for telling ghost stories. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, that might be a nicer way of describing it than No, it, than that's it is, about... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, always that like sleeping story, the Russian sleep experiments on the... Yeah. Yeah, um, there's loads of where you, it's it almost seems there's that one about that guy. There's like he goes on a he he's on um, like someone who's on a um, subway mm-hmm. train and there's a woman that's like can't can't stop staring or something and then it turns out 
that she's dead. I, I obviously didn't tell the story. Yeah, there's loads of like, yeah, like fi- fictional um, and the stories. The one about that, the woman who has uh, um, the police stop her before she goes on like another date with this guy, and oh, she's yeah. got this disease, and they're like, "Oh, the only way you can get this disease is if you've had sex with a corpse." And yeah, she, she's caught it off, she's him, caught off him, and he was going to chop her. Wasn't it up. like he's he um he she has some weird spots around yeah, her mouth, around her mouth my version or something of the story like that. that I've heard. Yeah. She gets off with this guy and he's like really, like at the end of the night and he's really persuading her to go back to his. Was that? But she can't. Copy pasta, I swear that was just a Facebook post. Uh, yeah, they but might, they I kind mean, of climb out. Around, around, yeah. Before, yeah. So like some of them I, end up yeah. side on fortune and then like go on to like was, Reddit and Because like he worked in a morgue, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, well, I got told to that the, one. Yeah. That my friend at university said her, it happened to her friend's mum. Okay. So I think yeah. maybe her friend had told her that is like a legitimate story. Right. Then, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Uh, yeah. So creepy pasta are basically those stories um, that you're not that kind of seem like they might be real sometimes, mm-hmm. or they're just general like creepy stories on the internet, basically like internet myths. Um, so the girls like um, when they were when they were interviewed afterwards after they did the stabbing. They were asked, um, obviously, about what it was all about. They said that they believed that Slender Man was real and they'd wanted to prove their loyalty to him so they could become his, quote-unquote, proxies. Um, they wanted to prove his existence and also prove the sceptics wrong, um, prevent him from harming their families because they thought the only way to do that was to kill someone and then the families would be fine and then they would become Slenderman's servants and live in his mansion. This is so far away from any Slender Man law that it just seems... Well, I think it's this is like deep Slender Man law. Yeah, There's like I mean, this kind of... And some of it, they, they'd obviously just... Yeah. There's like this weird undercurrent yeah. about so him did. being like a protector of children as well. Like he's often... Mm. Like often uh, lots of images of him like holding hands of kids, but it's like... I might be misremembering it from this documentary I watched about it. Like... Kids think like, oh, if if he ticks you or if he ch- like decides that you're gonna be one of his proxies and he kills you, it's like him taking you away to be safe, which has got that weird kind of. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. 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 So what? So when they ran away after they'd done the stabbing, they um, they they were going, they were aiming for Nicolette National Forest, which they thought was where his mansion was, which also just also happens to be in Wisconsin. Uh, so convenient. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. So I don't know whether that was a thing that they made up or whether it was on the Slender internet. Slender Man just really likes cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that a is it a Wisconsin thing? Oh, dairy. Yeah. Is Wisconsin where like all the serial killers are from? Or is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Yeah. But yeah. like, what's well, yeah. really flat? Ah, interesting. Mm. Yeah, like Ted Bundy. Know. Like they have like the highest rate of serial killers on the planet. Yeah. I never really. I'm. Because they're really rural and backwards and mm. like everyone. And like when, cattle and yeah, and all that kind of like morality butchery. stuff that fucks you up, where mm-hmm. like some stuff is fine and some stuff's immoral, but actually a lot, a lot of like when it comes to religion, sometimes, uh, but a lot of what it is is like it really skews people's perception of what's mm-hmm. okay and what isn't okay, yeah. and like harming other people and stuff. Anyway, yeah. So uh, yeah, so basically, everyone on Creepypasta Wiki was really shocked by the stabbing, mm-hmm. as you would be. Um, and people started to raise money for Peyton, which was really nice. I didn't look up how much they'd raised, mm. which should have done that. Yeah, I sent uh, the story. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? 
Um, so yeah, and the, like the site mods are like posted a warning afterwards that says like, "Come on, guys, understand the difference between truth and fiction." Yeah, and like obviously they're twelve years old, but but even if they were quite immature, twelve twelve year olds, mm-hmm. it's still it would be though, it's very it? unusual to find I mean, kids that believe stuff like that. But I mean, you, you may as well post on those redditors may as well go into a church and say understand the truth between uh, yeah you know, I mean, truth and fiction yeah, and definitely. then to a, a young developing mind as well yeah like that line is so easily blurred sometimes yeah, like definitely. I, I don't know how old i was but mm-hmm. i was definitely young but there was certainly a point in my mind where i was confused between whether sherlock holmes was just a real person <laughs> or whether he was a literary figure oh, really and then eventually yeah but Sherlock Holmes is quite believable yeah and people actually used to write letters to Sherlock Holmes yeah. as well so I wasn't yeah. the first but no, like, not at all and I was a child I wasn't yeah. a, a, like a fully grown adult <laughs> dear Sherlock yeah okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so I feel yeah, yeah not that I feel sorry for them but I can I can see how a child can easily well yeah and also that. like if you're you know, like you see a lot of these days, a lot of adults believe all sorts of like online conspiracy theories mm, that just, yeah, yeah, that that actually aren't as they're actually just as laughable yeah. as that. Um, and I guess yeah, I've never I've never really done it. I once watched a um, documentary about uh, the moon landing mm-hmm. and how it could have been faked, and then after I watched that, I was like, oh my god, it was faked. Yeah, it wasn't faked, though, was it? No, probably no, wasn't. it wasn't. No, but there is a lot of things that make you feel like it was faked mm. um yeah so um yeah so the, yeah so there's that um the the creator of slender man eric nudson to so the original slender man guy yeah. um said quote i am deeply saddened by the tragedy in wisconsin and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act end quote i mean i, w- I wouldn't probably go as far as saying it's a tragedy because she's perfectly fine i mean obviously she'll have some trauma residual mm-hmm. Mm. trauma from being horribly stabbed by the people that she thought were her friends but <laughs> pretty brutal, but, she's yeah. fi- but she's fine you know like yeah. she's she's healthy and fine um yeah so they were sentenced um and they both of them ended up i won't go through all the kind of legal stuff but they mm. both of them ended up basically being found guilty but um or not not guilty i think it's like not guilty but Diminished, well, we would call it diminished responsibility. So, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. they had, they were considered to have mental health yeah. issues, which makes sense. So, Anissa is doing twenty five years in a mental health facility, and Morgan forty years. Yeah. So, I think these are like special criminal mental health facilities. Yeah. Uh, like, a, like in Britain, we have like forensic wards for. I can't remember what the documentary I watched. It's on like Now TV. You can find it if you type in Slenderman, it'll come up. Yeah, and it's called like Slenderman, like the making of a myth or something. And it's quite in depth because it's not just about the crime, but it's about like the psychology around nice. it and yeah. all the kind of creepy pasta stuff. But there is like footage of them being interviewed by the by the yeah, detectives. Yeah, some of that. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of weird because I mean, I don't know, but like you're watching it, and you can see that one of them is like, "We did something bad." Yeah. Like, and you can you can see the kind of realization that hang on, what I've done is more realistic than what I yeah. believe. And the other yeah. one just doesn't seem to... It still kind of yeah. appears to be convinced, but it's just saying, yeah, no, I understand he's not real. Yeah. When secretly you're like... She, she, she thinks still he thinks is, he yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, it's really... Yeah, I don't know. I, it's weird to think that, like, 
I don't know what their upbringing was like or anything about their family life, mm. but it is still weird to think. That I think it seems like relatively people, normal. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like it. Yeah, and like the the parents. Were, so Peyton's parents were interviewed on this thing. This one of these videos I watched, and um, they were saying they there were no alarm bells at all, like beforehand, mm. about the two girls, and like you know they'd fallen out a couple of times, but only normal twelve. They said that one of them might be slightly autistic. Or one of them it might be see, I thought it seemed like, like it when you when you watch the videos actually, mm. but. I can't remember which. Not being diagnosed. One. No. Perhaps, yeah. Well, maybe maybe now actually I don't yeah. know, but um, yeah, at the time beforehand, no. Oof. So yeah, so there you go. So the actual title of that story, I would call it the Slender Man stabbing. Yeah. But I obviously couldn't do that right at the yeah. start because I would give away the entire thing. Fair enough. Yes. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Cool. Story two. Yeah, Start let's a do break it. For Abigail to catch up on corrections. So I gave a loads denial. What, yeah, what am I? What did I call it? The freaky deaky death something, and something. freaky deaky legacy so of Edgar Allan Poe's death. Yeah, every single <laughs> week. Uh, I mean, I could have mentioned him in this as well, but could you? Yeah, but you tried not to. You're um, like, oh, no, I do too much of those shows. Right. So Edgar Allan Poe, uh, like famous Bostonian writer. Yeah. Um, Macabre individual. Yeah, love him. Uh, inventor of detective fiction. Did you oh. know that? What, the entire genre? Essentially, yeah, like the, the detective story. He, he wrote um, The Rouge Morgue, oh. um, which had, oh shit, I can't remember the name of the detective in it. But basically, he's like the first archetypal detective. And then mm. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle invented Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> what was that? Has anyone got Yeah, what was the time? One minute. <laughs> yeah. um, he said that he was directly inspired by it. Tell okay, me great. what I'm looking up. <laughs> um, the detective from 
the Rouge Mog by Edgar Allan Poe. Rouge Mog. Like, Mog, yeah. It's like oh. Dav- Davaro, Davaport. Sure, anyway, the story the, the story is not very good. Does yeah. anyone anyway, interested in knowing what the twist in the story is? It's really bad. Spoilers. Okay, yeah, let's do it. It, it turns out that the crime's committed by an orangutan. Uh, <laughs> so much so that... Uh, in the, the story, yeah, the crime was committed by an orangutan. Uh, and so much so that I know a guy who, like, is a like a big H.P. Lovecraft guy and goes to the conventions, and they have, mm. like, Edgar Allan Poe stuff there as well because they're kind uh, of connected. Okay. And a, a lot of the Poe scholars don't talk about that story very much because <laughs> it's considered so oh embarrassing. God, um but in his lifetime, he was better known as being a liter a literary critic, uh, uh, okay. and he was known for because, like, apart from that, he's got he's got some good ones, hasn't he? Near the Raven, yeah, people yeah. love that. I learned That's that off the Simpsons. Simpsons, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he was known for being like really, really caustic and okay. like really siding in his reviews. Nice. Um, he was also known for being quite a moody individual, mm. a bit up and down, and also <laughs> like I thought I just thought that he was famous for having a massive forehead. Um, but it come up in my research a couple of times ah. that he was like he's forehead like it was like cited like cited do you think it was receding hairline or, a combination or? of receding hairline just having yeah. a big head yeah so maybe just a, have those like a, big a five head as yeah. we would have called it <laughs> yeah um, great so anyway this is the mystery surrounding his death part okay. the first part um, so he was in Richmond, Virginia, in the United States of America. We've got to stop doing all these American. Yeah, stories. well, they're just weird. They got good know. stories. They've got um, and he was uh, heading back to New York City, where he was living at the time, mm. um, on the twenty seventh of September, eighteen forty nine. And then there's no record of him for a week until October the third, uh, when he suddenly is found in Baltimore, which isn't New York. No. Um, and he's found at Ryan's Tavern, um, sometimes called like the Gunners Inn or something like that. Um, absolutely out of his mind. Off his uh, tits. Ju- yeah, off his tits, just ranting and raving, can't say put anything together. Shit. No one like knows what's going on. Um, a man finds him called Joseph Walker. Is uh, he famous at this point, by the way? Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah, he's Edgar Allen. Yeah, yeah. he's like... <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's pretty famous. Yeah, right. um, a guy finds him and like sends for um, a doctor, um, and he says that he's in a beastly state of intoxication. Obese. A beast. A beastly state. <laughs> I was like, I am in an obesely state. <laughs> of intoxication. He's, he's obesely no, intoxicated. Obese <laughs> yeah. Um, so this doctor comes, a, a guy called Doctor Snodgrass, which I was like, that can't be real, but it Love is. It. Yeah. Uh, he comes along and he's like, Poe is filthy he's he's off his tits um he's not wearing his clothes he's wearing ah. somebody else's clothes um What's i can tell yeah he's hers a mess he's covered in filth um and apparently doe was uh, sorry doe poe was known to be quite like clean and well dressed I, I was just gonna say was that not normal for yeah him, yeah he wasn't, he wasn't a scruff um and he was um, basically, he's like, yeah, he fucking pissed. We need to take him to um, Washington College Hospital. And there's like a, a, a um, uh, not journalist, uh, volunteers kind of thing. <laughs> That's not the yeah, I don't know what. It's not even close, is it? <laughs> the journalist is what you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, and they basically they get you into this hospital, and they have like a drunk tank. This is basically uh, a prison for drunk people, where they yeah. sober up, and you're not allowed to have visitors. Oof, uh, and he's in there, and he's delirious, and he's ranting and raving. Um, and his physician, a guy called Doctor Joseph, John Joseph Moran, um, says that um, 
he's wearing a stained faded old bombazine coat pantaloons of a similar character a pair of worn out shoe heels run down at the heels worn worn out shoes run down at the heels sorry Uh, and an old straw hat and he's just like he's fucking nuts but he looks mental yeah Yeah, and Poe's basically in and out of consciousness and when he's when he is conscious he's not making any sense whatsoever um and he's screaming out like um, he's screaming out the name Reynolds and no one can understand why um, although sometimes people think he's saying herring. Um, Wait, they think that same word that he's saying could be Reynolds or herring? Or herring, yeah. Cause he's it's so... like that, do you remember that Laurel and Yanni? I've tried yeah. so hard to block it out. <laughs> could you Could you hear them both or only one? I heard them both at different times. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I heard Laurel first. Yeah, because La- yeah. Laurel, I think, is what it is, what the okay. word is. I, I think it is. Yeah. Um, she put like, the audio Laurel, clip of it in there. Yeah, and he's mm. like, yeah, me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, Poe's delirious. Um, uh, it, it, his doctor Moran claimed that um, in like one brief moment of uh, like cognizance, he says to the doctor that his friend should have him shot and like oh, shoot no. his brains out, is what he says. Um, and yeah, he doesn't know where his belongings are. Um, they do eventually find them um, in a different in Richmond, Virginia, uh, in a different pub. Um, ah. uh, and yeah, he's talking about. I mean, I've had them nights. Yeah, before. where you <laughs> lost your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, on our Christmas Day, twenty seventeen. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly. Um, he appears to be um, talking about his dead wife and confusing her for his uh, new kind of woman Oof, that he started awkward. to see. At least she's not. There. Yeah, but like in the sense that he's using his dead wife's name and saying that she's in this location and people are like what the fuck is he on about um um but moran is the only people and he, he dies he, do, he oh, just dies God. there what? yeah he dies, he dies. Oh no one knows what it is he's just fucking mad for a few days and then he's, and then dead. he's dead um but dr moran is not exactly a reliable source like mm, okay. he's already quite old by this point um when he has told the story it kind of he embellishes sometimes and say that Poe said this poetic sentence as his last oh, word. God, um, but then, oh. like Poe scholars are like, he wouldn't have fucking said that. No. But then I think, no, well, he did redraft his work. He didn't come out with yeah the Raven, just like just I'm about like, to drop this on head. you, yeah, yeah. yeah straight exactly. from the top of my massive dome. Um, <laughs> and like his death certificate was lost, so there's no recorded no. what what killed him. Yeah. Um, so the theories begin. Oh, okay. People Great. just don't know what's going on. So loads of theories start to pop up. Some people say that he was hypoglycemic. Uh, some say that he was assassinated deliberately. Oh. Um, some say that he uh, it was a suicide attempt for, um, via taking laudanum. Mm. Um, what's that, laudanum? It's like an old-timey drug. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's laudanum. Sounds like it would like come like in mercury like a... mercury or heroin, a, like a vial, a, brown, a tincture. Oh, a tincture. Yeah. yeah, no, I was thinking like a brown bottle, a little brown bottle. It might be a powder. Anyway, it's like an opiate, I think. Yeah, okay. Um, and the year before, he nearly died from a laudanum overdose, but it uh, was accidental. Well. Oh. It, yeah, he was just like, oh, I was Wait, just taking what? some... Oh, you just, just, had, I was just oh, having a bit. Having a yeah, because yeah, it, okay. it wasn't criminalised, so oh, you, you could just have a bit of laudanum if you wanted it. Um so Snodgrass, the guy yeah. who like first was like, oh, we better get him to hospital. He's very, very quick to say it's alcoholism. Like right. he is an alcoholic and this mm-hmm. is the effects. He's got a crippled mind from years of being on the booze. Could happen. Um, but Snodgrass um, would say that because 
Um, he's a proponent of the temperance movement, which would become the prohibition movement. Oh, God. Yeah, like goody two-shoe alcohol. Yeah. Actually, the temperance movement like is kind of a mixed bag because a lot of it was founded by women who stopped wanting to be beaten by their husbands. Fair, fair, um, fair. But, yeah, they, but then they kind of like spoiled. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, then, well, the 1920s come along and everyone started boozing. Yeah. Um, I, I get the point in a way, like... It, like obviously alcoholism is like a really horrible disease and yeah. it does kill people and ruin lives but but yeah some of the two vitriolic women let people it's up to people <laughs> yeah. like, if people but, want to have a drink they should be yeah, alive anyway exactly, yeah. um, so his doctor Moran disagreed um, but it, this was the thing that kind of started being report, like that got reported in the papers okay. and it starts this rumour mill that um, Doyle, uh, Doyle sorry, Poe is a, a raging alcoholic. <laughs> You're I know, it's, <laughs> can't stop it. Um, but so, like, like a lot of his friends were like, he wasn't a big, big drinker. Right. Like he would. So some people would say, oh, he'd be, he would be smashed out of his mind after one glass of wine, and people were like, that's not that true. Sound right. yeah. yeah. Then other people would say like. Um, he was an occasional drinker and he would drink to the point of merriment like anybody else yeah. and then be fine and just like stay. Just yeah. Drinker, yeah. And then other people said that he would only he only drank a lot when he was going through difficult times in his life. Uh, um, so, so it's so kind it's of, it's could, like anybody else really, yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And it could like depend on when, how you knew him and, and when, yeah. I guess. Yeah. But at the time of his death, he registered to be a member of the Sons of Temperance, which was part, uh, like a group of men who were part of the Temperance mm. movement. Um, and that the argument goes that he'd been dry for a, a while because oh, he was like getting I into see. it. He fell off the bandwagon. Maybe. No, what is it? Fell off the wagon. Fell off the wagon. <laughs> um, you joined the bandwagon. Some people said it was drug abuse. Yep. Um, but one of his enemies, because he had many, many enemies, oh, it turns out, um, said that it wasn't. Which is weird for an enemy to say, and yeah. he's he's this guy whose name I didn't record for stupid reasons was also a doctor, and he said, um, you know, I, I visited him a bunch of times, mm. presumably to call him a knob. Was he like a frenemy or like okay, an like yeah, he has lots of acquaintances who dislike him very ah, much, okay. um, but he was like, if he'd been an addict, I would have, you know, I would have known yeah. that he would have been a wreck. Exploited that, yeah. yeah, and he was like, so he wasn't, so it's not the drugs, yeah. possibly. Uh, Two thousand and six testing of hair. Revealed mm. that it wasn't wasn't lead poisoning or okay, mercury poisoning, fine. just in case. Yeah. Um, it's also possible that he had cholera because he like uh. there was a cholera epidemic going on. But one like all, what a lot of these don't make sense is why the foot was he in somebody else's clothes? Yeah. 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 Wait, go back. Going back to the hair. Did, what did he just like dig him up and? Uh, maybe they had some on file, or yeah, they might have. He, yeah. he, he did get dug up. Uh, oh he crap! Really loved that, There's somebody I didn't write in my notes oh, yeah. about. Yeah, he got dug up a couple of times, I think. Um, <laughs> okay. um, but so yeah. there's a thing that they he might be what they call a victim of cooping, Ooh. cooping, which is um, back in like the Wild West days of American politics. What they would do is um, like pit bosses and politicians would find someone who's voted, drug them. Um, take them to another district and have them vote again under another name so that they ah. could um, like stuff ballot boxes with votes for them that is, that seems like very labor intensive but yeah but have you ever and seen like gangs in new york they'd just be like yeah you need to go and vote, vote again like shave your beard vote again um so one of the arguments against this being thing is that it was it was edgar Allan poe and people would have recognized yeah. him as edgar Allan poe that big um, that big fod but that coincidentally the name 
Reynolds that he had been shouting was the name of the judge that was in um, Ryan's tavern who was overseeing a ballot there. So whether or not he was just there or whether or not that guy was was setting him up, yeah. no one knows. The problem is, um, yeah, it's never been conclusively decided what killed Edgar Allan Poe. What the fuck? So that's the mystery of Edgar Allan Poe's death. Yes. So he gets buried at the back of Westminster Hall and Burying Grounds in Baltimore um, in a simple wooden box with no pillow and no velvet lining. It's like a... I don't really know. It just says he was just like in this really shitty basic box. And then to make Mm. matters worse, um, he's not even buried with a headstone because that was coming from someplace and it it smashed. So he's just um, buried under a sandstone... Um, grave head that just yeah. says number 80 like he's not oh. even got his name but on to it to be fair he would have loved all this shit yeah it's, 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 yeah, it's pretty yeah. but anyway like people don't like that like the hero is that and like people raise money and do readings um, and eventually they manage to buy him like a real proper like oh, nice. okay. mausoleum um, the problem is is that um, like there'd been a rearrangement of the, the cemetery in this time and they were moving him to a more prominent place in the cemetery um, and the grave diggers, I'll be all right. That bleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going, just to ignore yeah. that. Um, yeah, the grave diggers couldn't find his body and accidentally no. dug up the wrong person. <gasps> no. But eventually oh, yeah. they, they put so him back. Cringy, yeah. Well they put that guy back, and he's like, oh shit. shit. And then eventually they, they, they saw he had an normal sized forehead, and they're like, they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they eventually found him, and like the gravedigger was like, "Oh yeah, I could tell it was him from the size of his fod." Like no! genuinely, like they're like, "Yeah, yeah," like his dome looked exactly oh, the same. Um, so yeah, then they had like a, a second burial, and it was all all like nice and yeah. That. Oh, that's um, so anyway, on the day of his burial, this is moving on to a, a, an extra bit. Okay, on the day of his burial, uh, an obituary obituary appeared in the New York Tribune, written okay. by a man just of the name Ludwig. Mm. Um, who praised him for his impact on the literary world um, but absolutely slagged him off Mm. and said that he was like angry and vain and an arrogant alcoholic lunatic who used to walk through the streets starting fights and just mumbling to himself and that he's always been fucking nuts basically and you know this was coming Um, Mm. and like so that's it like that's what the world now thinks of Edgar Allan Poe it's in in the New York the failing New York Tribune (laughs) Um, but anyway, it turns out this guy, this Ludwig, is another one of Poe's enemies. Enemies, yeah, yeah. called Rufus Wilmot Griswold. <laughs> I don't know if he's German, but I've kind of added an accent there. Yeah, I um, mean, sounds. Yeah. But yeah, Griswold is like a sometime acquaintance. Is it? Do you reckon it's Griswold? Griswold. Yeah, yeah I'm going to call him Griswold. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's the Griswold. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he um, somehow either. Like, no one's clear whether this was Poe's intention or not, or whether mm. somehow he manages to flim-flam Poe's uh, aunt. But he becomes, like, the executor of his literary estate. What? Like, he manages to work himself into this, and he puts together a biography of Poe's. So it's like a sequence okay. of articles and essays. Um, and in one of them, called Memoir of the Author, um, he literally rewrites it so that Poe's depicted as a like depraved drug-addled madman what um and yeah he just changes words and part of it is lifted from like other historical satires that he just changes it to be about poe um so like future biographers have would try to dissuade people this argument but at that point it's too late they printed it like that's what people think about Edgar Allan Poe and even to this day like some people still think that because that's the kind of 
cultural um like persona that he has now yeah. even though he probably wasn't he was probably just like a kind of possibly manic depressive but yeah. certainly interested in the macabre yeah. maybe like to drink definitely had a big forehead yes we've but, established that yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. that's like he's deaf and then he's weird like the weird fallout immediate aftermath yeah of it. all of that's fucking um, so let's fast forward to the 1930s okay and this yes. is I like this bit this is kind of cool in the 1930s a tradition arises of a man appearing each year on January the 17th which is Poe's birthday um, and the figure is usually dressed in black with a hat or a scarf to like obfuscate his face. Does he have a big forehead? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, he's carrying a silver-tipped cane. Uh, very, very early in the morning, he will go to Poe's grave, um, pour a glass of cognac, um, drink it and toast to Poe, and then leave three rosies in a formation on his grave. Um, the, I think they're supposed to represent like his wife, his sister, and his aunt, or something like that. They, they're like the the always have some symbolic meaning. Anyway, like over the years, so unfortunately, this guy is known as the Poe Toaster. Okay. Yeah, which does sound yeah. like oh, now with four heats. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but no, he's just a man who toasts, yeah. like does a toast yeah, to the memory of Poe. Yeah. Um, yeah, the protest comes in. He's called the protest, uh, and over the years, like people and journalists like try to come by and and like watch him do the toast and what, find so out who he is. This is a real dude, isn't it? Yeah, not, yeah. Oh, this is a real. Not make it like I thought. This was like a people thought they saw the no, ghost. No, like oh. so the protest is very secretive, and he does like kind of sneak in and out of the the cemetery as best he can without being noticed. You don't, yeah, you don't want to make a drama about yeah. it, even though he's doing it in a very dramatic. He way, is doing like, it very. Uh, yeah. Um, and um, there's a guy called Joe Jerome, who's the curator of the Poe Museum, um, who like, becomes interested in it, obviously, because it's becoming mm. part, part of, like, Poe law. Um, and he starts, like, watching, make sure he's always there to observe the Poe Toaster. Mm. And sometimes the Poe Toaster will, like, leave notes, usually, like, being nice and honouring Poe, like, you know, your memory will not be lost, all that, all that kind ah, of jazz. We're in 1999... Um, Wait, this has been going on since... Yeah, so this goes on f- from, they think, the earliest recording of it is the... 1930s Joe Jerome has, de- has witnessed it since the ni- since 1976 okay so in 1999 a note is left by the portoster um that says other oh, announces that the original portoster has now died and that ah. his son or possibly sons will be taking on the tradition ah. um so it kind of continues and the, the, this new Poe Toaster, who people say is visibly younger and more like sprightly, okay. starts coming. And his notes are a bit more, they're not as dramatic. Ah, um, okay. They do reference stuff like um, the Baltimore Ravens, who are named after Poe's. Oh, right. Like, that's why cool. they're called the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that's nice. Their mascot, they have three mascots, three ravens. <gasps> what? Called Edgar Allen and Poe. Yeah. Um but like he's like, oh, they're not going to win the 1999 Super Bowl and stuff like that. Uh. Or he makes a He makes a comment about Francie's not being involved in the Iraq war because it's got something to do with the cognac. He didn't bring cognac that year or something. Um, And the kind of the sun continues the tradition. But in 2009, um, there was a final note left that Jerome, Jerome became the curator of the notes. Like he would collect the notes and exhibit them. Um, And he lied and said that no note had been left that year. Um, because he'd read it and he was so dismayed by what was written, he couldn't bring himself to make it public. <gasps> but 
what he did kind of let loose is that he thinks the tradition is coming to end and that the son and our sons who have taken it over don't want to be the Poe Toaster. So that's the final note in 2009 saying there's not the Poe, the Poe Toastery is over. Uh, in 2010, four Poe Toasters show up and Jerome is there and there's a journalist there and he, he notes that um, these must be, they're called the Faux Toasters. Oh, um, that's quite cute. Quite, yeah. yeah. And then he knows that none of them know the, uh, the, the real, the real yeah. like tradition because he says that uh, none of them arrange the um, roses in the exact way. None of them right. make the right toast. Um, they're they are really bold in brass and do it and like stand up in front of everyone rather than Aww. kind of be try to be, be secretive. Yeah. And he also said that the potos had started to notice that Joe Jerome was there and would like signal him as like oh, a like sign of respect. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. And he said every year without fail, even the sun would do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, that stopped. Um, and Jerome said, you know, after every. Every visitation, 2010 was the would have been Poe's 200th birthday. Okay. So he agreed that now is a good time to let this tradition end Stop and die naturally. Um, but, and this is the last point, uh, in 2015, the Maryland Historical Society, where mm. Baltimore is, um, organized a competition to select a new individual to become the Poe Toaster. Um, okay. And they're still anonymous. No one knows who it is. Um, but they carry on the tradition. Although now it's kind of like a touristy thing where you can go and like watch the put the, oh, the pot toasting. Okay. But yeah, there we are. Whoa. One one man's weird, suspicious death has so many weird things connected <laughs> oh to it. Oh my god, all those things are so weird. Yeah, I'm gonna try and find a picture of the pot toaster because you, yeah. you look it like there's like I think there's one from the 1970s that I think mm. maybe the Inquirer got or some some magazines in black and white and it looks quite romantic but also like very mysterious he is quite <laughs> ghost-like i wonder who the dude was yeah do you think it was someone he knew then Poe, or do you think it was like well it would have been someone poe knew because he died in like died nine, in eight, 18 he could be 49 oh no it could not be but if someone i mean <laughs> like if, if it was <laughs> if it carried on between like four four generations it could mm. have a man did claim to be the poe toaster a guy who was in his 90s oh. um but um, his daughter said, "If it is, he's never told anyone. He's a bit, he's a bit, he's a bit cheeky, but he's he's not that cheeky." And then I think Joe Jerome, um, like being the expert on the portos, they just yeah. was like, "No, none of that makes sense. Like yeah. he's too old." Like you need all some this kind, kind of, of secret. Well, I suppose actually, like whatever was in the last note is is a good secret. For- Perhaps maybe Joe Jerome knows. In- yeah. That revealed who it was. I see. And he, he didn't maybe wanna, he like. He's like. It's oh, better to have the myth. Them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I really like macabre stuff when mm-hmm. it's. Mm. I, I'm. I I think I'm more of like an ethical macabre person. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, there's like you know when people are like um oh, like I used to. Mm, should I say this? Go on. Yeah, we can cut it. So there's a there was a girl that, who actually I really like is really nice and really like, but she used to have a human skull that she had like on her mantelpiece mm-hmm. and I was a bit like and like I didn't want to be that guy and I didn't and I wasn't that guy but I did think like who who's that person mm. like I know you yeah. I know you're macabre and all that but like that's an actual person yeah and it's not gonna be like I mean it's probably not gonna be somebody who like you know their family had enough money and everything was fine but they just decided to become a skull on a mantelpiece. yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's definitely someone who's like their family was so desperate that they just had to like sell their body someone or, from a pauper's grave or, yeah, exactly. or someone someone who went missing who they never found yeah exactly and like recently i've been doing a bit of research about it so i think i might do an article about it i mean i know i'm giving away this entire article right now but i think 
You'll have to no, write it in the next week. Listen to this. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I was doing some research about where human skulls come from because there's a... The human head. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that is new information. No, they're like... Um, like. I'll tell you so, what, you know if you had Edgar Allan Poe's skull. Yeah, you would. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with that skull? It's like, fucking, <laughs> like the moon. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I was doing some research about it, and like, um, so I was on this on this website that sold human skulls. It's no. it sold animal bones as well, and like human bones. And um, I was on the FAQ section about where they get the skulls from, and they're all sourced from India and China. It oh. said, yeah, and you're just like that. Those are. Those are poor people. And like what what I realized, like I just thought a lot of these schools are like, you know, Victorians that died a hundred years ago. Mm. But they're not. No. They're like modern day people. But they could have living yeah. relatives. I, like... I mean, they absolutely do have living relatives. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know what they do to the, like, ugh, I was reading about it and it's really gross. Like, like, so the schools from India, which way around is it? One of them... They're like, I remember it saying they're like, um, like smaller schools, but better prepared. And then the other one was like, they're bigger schools, but they're not as well prepared. And I was like, oh, what does that mean? Like, mm. imagine having it arrive in the post and you open it up and it's like, oh, I don't know. It looks raw, you know, like, you know, like how <laughs> a, a raw happened. school. Yeah. Just like fresh out, covered like, in. Can you, yeah, like blood and yeah, and shit, and like, can you imagine like opening that package up and then I'd have instant second thoughts. I'd be like, oh, this yeah. is a mistake. Because <laughs> a conservative minister, uh, like a historic conservative leader, yeah. I can't remember who it is. Uh, frustratingly, it might mean to help you search for it if you're gonna fact check me now. Is <laughs> it's like the when TV became like mainstream, so like the fifties, I guess. Um, a lord something. Um, oh fuck! I can't, it like if we get the image we could put it in the notes whatever mm. um but when he was like first being on television like and they had makeup artists someone was applying a lot of makeup artists this this conservative minister he's like why are you applying so much makeup and then um he was like <laughs> the makeup artist was like well your head looks quite like a skull and he was like don't all human heads look like skulls <laughs> and the makeup artist just said no <laughs> that's good yeah, that might be an apocryphal story yeah it um, might not be true, but what it tells us about the Tories is very exactly. true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, because yeah. I feel like there's somewhere clearly that person wanted that. So there's like, I don't know which, I mean, my knowledge of this is bad. I used to know these details, I've forgotten them. But like one of the philosophers, I want to say John Stuart Mill. I might have made that up. John, you mean, uh, you know about the head that's at Oxford that keeps the, taking the head yeah, off? Yeah, there's like, it's a whole stuffed It's person. either John Luck or Stuart Mill. It's one of the utilitarian bros. I think it's Stuart bros. Mill, I think. The Johnny Boys. Yeah. The like, Yeah. And then, yeah, like the fresh is like, but now they've made a wax of it, so they keep yeah. making the wax head. Yeah, which is, I think, fine. Yeah. But like, yeah, and he, he wanted to be stuffed and put on a seat in whichever yeah. university. Oxford, I want to say. Oxford, but also, I mean, he invented like, like he wrote on liberty, like a, a fantastic yeah. doctrine of like what it means to be a human. Mm. And he's like, I want to be on, I want to be on, so everyone can see me. Yeah. I don't think I said, and I also want freshers to steal my head and yeah, play football with true. it. Yeah, that is Yeah, yeah. Dick move freshers. Mm. Um, but it's for the greater good. Uh, that's a you that Utilitarian joke. I like it. Got more. Yeah, uh, they're getting yeah. more enjoyment out of his head than he is now. So <laughs> that's there true. you go. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so I'm like, obviously it's fine if like, you know, or if it's like maybe it's like a hand, I'm kind of, I can forgive that. But like when it's, yeah, when it's like. I'm still working on you because like in utilitarian ethics, there's a thing called the hedonic cal- calculus that yes. you use to figure out whether Work or not. Out, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's not got his head on. Head yeah. on. Get calculus. Uh, yes. That's, it feels like there's This almost... is a tight five minutes that involves <laughs> first year philosophy. Yeah, like, yeah, like it, yeah. I did that at A-level, actually. Yeah, so did yeah. I. Oh, okay. But I then I did a degree in it as well. Yeah, yeah. I did it at A-level and I was like, oh my God, this is... Like, it wasn't like hard... Well, it was hard. The concepts were hard to grasp, but what I found with philosophy is once you learn it, it's not automatically saved in your brain like other subjects no. are. It's like you, you understand it and then you go to the beach or whatever and then the next day you come back and you're like, wait, I no I longer what? understand yeah. this. Yeah. Um, that, and that's why I couldn't abide. I don't know why you did that. No, I don't honest. know either. I yeah. wouldn't. I, honestly, I see the value of philosophy, but I would never recommend anybody <laughs> studying it. Like, it's, yeah. 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 Well, you yeah, I mean, st- study yeah. at A level, then don't go to university and study. Is what yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. That's what. Yeah, I just I realized like if I do this as a degree, it, it, I'm going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> if you're interested in it, study maths and read that on the side. Cause yeah, and that, they go hand in hand these days, don't they? Maths and philosophy. Yeah, if you especially do my my maths. We've Wait. gone off topic here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So, are you ready for corrections, Abigail, or do we need to give you some time? Um, I think I'm okay. Okay. Great. Because I felt like there were a lot this week, actually. There were quite a lot. Okay. Uh, I was going to say there aren't a ton. They're just very long, but actually they're they're also a ton. Well, that's good. <laughs> and they're, they're long. And interstate, I think, is basically just a is just a highway. But highways are routes that were established prior to the interstate highway systems conception. So highways are the older ones. Ah. I think. Mm. Oh, like the two, like the A one and the M one. No fucking idea. Let's no, move you on. Oh, God, don't I, sound None that. of us drives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, they are also apparently usually more restricted. Like they have tolls and whatever. I see. And yeah. they have more traffic. And the Interstate ah. 94 connects the Great Lakes and the Northern Great Plains region. Oh. That sounds like a lot. That sounds like good, good American ship. Mm. Yeah, sounds great. Shit. Yeah. yeah, sounds yeah. like a good day trip. Oh, like that. you get yeah. from one nice place to another. But no, in America, it's twelve yeah. days. I feel, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you missed my joke. Off, <laughs> oh, really. what was it? Oh. I said it's great. Oh, okay. it connects the Great Lake and the Great Plains. Oh. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Sorry, um, <laughs> unappreciated in my time. <laughs> the listeners would have all been like pissing. They would have been, yeah. yeah. And then I would have oh. looked a dickhead for having to go back and like yeah. point it out and having no one laugh at yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there were so many subway-related creepypastas. I just could not find the oh, one you were referring no, fine, to. There are a lot of them. Go and enjoy them all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. Um, trying to find out which state has the mo- or had the most serial killers was like a real pain. Proportional to its population, it's Alaska. Oh. So they oh. have there, um, 15.65 serial killings per 1 million inhabitants. But overall, it's California with roughly mm. 1,628 oh. people murdered by a serial killer since 1900. Wow. Fucking hell, that's yeah. a lot, isn't it? That is um, there was like... 
Okay, so I'm just going to... I was just actually going to tell a fact that I thought that basically I knew. Don't make but me have to check anything. No, well, no, it was, I was only just going to start telling you a fact and then I realised I copied it directly off an episode of My Favourite Murder that I only listened to like oh, okay. a few days ago. So it's mm. really just me yeah. repeating something. Never mind, but basically, but... there was this one bit oh. of California, Northern California that like was so badly policed that just like loads of serial killers just were just free to do the serial killing do some serial Um, so not Wisconsin but Wisconsin does have a lot of notable ones would you like to hear some yes Um, Ed Ed Gein yes Ted no not Ted Bundy Um, see how many you can guess uh, Wayne Gacy Wayne John Wayne Gacy oh I don't think so but Uh, he does seem like one of them backward ones uh, yeah um Oh, Damn yeah, yeah. That's yeah. an obvious the one. The Milwaukee Cannibal. That's his nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Ed Gein's is the Butcher of Plainfield. Mm. Um, but he's like Ed Gein's not really a serial killer. He only killed like one or two people. Yeah, he was like he, he was dug a, up graves yeah, and stuff and body definitely skin suits. Uh, you have to yeah. kill at least three to be a serial killer, I think. The definition mm. changes, so. I think. It's two actually, yeah. yeah. So there's like the most famous Vinter after me mm-hmm. is um a Colonel Gaddafi <laughs> no he's a, he's a serial killer but he did only kill two oh, okay. um, yeah yeah. I don't know how many people he killed but he was definitely mostly a body snatcher mm. um, John mm, I just lost it in my notes John McCaffrey don't know who that no. is but apparently he's the only person to ever be executed by the state of Wisconsin Wisconsin ah. for yeah, of his wife Maybe I'll look up Trixie Mattel. And, <laughs> uh, Edward Wayne Edwards, Walter E. Ellis, also known mm. as the Milwaukee Northside Strangler, yes. David Spanbauer, Chai Vang, uh, Terry Ratzman, Radcliffe Horton. Terry, Terry, Ras, Ras, is it Rasmussen? I think it's Ratzman. I uh, don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe not then. Um, what did he... Because he's the, if it's him, he's the he's, barrel one. No, mm. oh, he's the... DNA. DNA sequencing. No, he oh. he was a mass murderer who killed seven members of his church congregation. Oh, different, different killer. Yeah. Christopher Scarver, who killed Jeffrey Dahmer at Columbia Correctional Institution in 1994. Oh, so what? this guy, he he was <laughs> not a serial killer until he killed Jeffrey Dahmer oh. and another murderer called Jesse Anderson. I mean, Whoa. I yeah. let him off, really, I think. I don't know. I mean, he did kill at least one person to land himself oh, to in jail before yeah, yeah, yeah. that, yeah. yeah but he was I just said, a murderer, undo. and then he knocked off these and now two. now he's a serial killer. Yeah. Serial murder. I mean, yeah. you would, if you'd done one murder, you might as well do some more. Apparently, he said that he thought Dharma, like, didn't regret it, and he would, mm. like, rearrange his food when he was eating into, like, the shape of limbs and, like, squirt ketchup on it oh, to look like blood. That's to, like, very childish. To tease the other inmates. Oh, and, fuck that. Yeah. yeah, no wonder he's dead. I mean, mm. yeah, it's Dharma. He deserved yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. No one deserves it more than him. Yeah. I would Actually say. crazy that like a cannibal was just allowed to 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 be around other inmates, like Yeah. They have yeah. a hard time, don't they, in prison cannibals? <laughs> I mean they deserve it. <laughs> um I, I couldn't find how much Creepypasta raised for... Was her no. name Peyton? Yeah. But I found that the city of Madison, Wisconsin, raised over $70,000 for her. No, oh, that's, yeah. that's amazing. That's probably like one tooth out in America with her. Fucking yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is, literally is. Yeah, yeah have a baby. I, I saw like a screenshot of the... Because it was a... Um, 
not a GoFundMe, the mm. other one, but it's now become a part of GoFundMe, so the uh, link doesn't work uh, anymore. Okay. Um, but I saw a screenshot of it when it first went up, and the the amount they were going for was in like six figures at least. Oh, oh wow! Yeah, okay. And that mm. was for her medical bills. I suppose if surprising. you've been stabbed nineteen times, yeah, that's the least. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. couldn't make it out because it was so blurry, but it was yeah. like at least three hundred thousand, I think. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah. Um, the detective in the murders in the Rouge Morgue story. Lupin. Just Dan? Dupin? Um, <laughs> Augusta, Augusta Dupin or something That's it, like that. yeah. Uh, I think it's yeah. pronounced Dupin. I Dupin. think it's French. Yeah, it is French, which is why I don't yeah. know whether you pronounce it Augusta Dupin. or Augusta. Yeah. August Dupin? <laughs> <laughs> it was the orangutan? No way. Uh, <laughs> oh, I just wanted to, um, to bring up a Guardian article called Are American Serial Killers a Dying Breed? And I know what th- this isn't what they meant, but my head just went like millennials are killing the serial killer yeah. industry <laughs> um laudanum is a tincture of opium containing approximately 10 percent powdered opium by weight i mean i'm yeah. gonna say yeah. that sounds quite a lot uh, any, op- 10% any opium pa- powdered opium 10 percent by mean, weight yeah so. yeah the opium is the is the main yeah. is the main, like the main, the main bit, bit. No. Yeah. what I mean is uh, it's I guess not, if you have it's not made up of the active bit and another bit it's like the opium is the active bit isn't it yeah yeah. so yeah um, couldn't find your conservative minister no, I no. think the quote was but just like let's just say it was all of them yeah. Um, yeah. it's Jeremy Bentham who's currently oh, oh, we always guy. forget about Jezza what was he doing I don't think it's Oxford either I think no. it's London King's College. His entire thing. Maybe was King's wrong, College. Yeah. Well, um, there we go. King's is where I had my ADHD assessment. Just for mm-hmm. a piece of information. <laughs> you should have should have gone and seen Jeremy Bentham. Should have done, shouldn't mm-hmm. I? Yeah. Uh, but I would have been too creeped out because as we established with Pete Bogg, I do not I do not like to look at dead bodies, real dead bodies. Did we, we talk about that? Pete Bogg? University yeah, you, you stop, College yeah. London. There we go, yeah. That's where he's at. Yeah. You wouldn't stop mentioning him. What, Pete Bogg? My mate, Pete Bogg. Yeah. His dad works for Nintendo. I've never seen a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never seen a mummy because I'm too scared. Mm. I don't want to get cursed. Have you seen a daddy? <laughs> 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 oh, that just really reminded me. I don't think you guys were here, but... Um, so the background of this for listeners is there's a transcribing software called Otter, which is generally quite good. But Ethan did an interview, and as you as you'll know if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, Ethan's got quite a broad accent. Um, and he said hello Craig at the start of the interview and Otter transcribed it as hello daddy mm-hmm. um, so re- I don't think I told you guys but recent- recently I was just talking to Ethan and we were talking about Otter oh I like, saw it on Twitter and I said, it made me full body cringe <laughs> so I was like we was, I, was talking about, I was talking to him about Otter we were talking about Otter it came up in conversation for some reason and then I was like oh I said like whatever I said and then I was like and then I added on to like daddy and he was in the room with me and I thought this was like a fun thing about daddy. Uh, you but thought he, it was like a fun callback and yeah, he didn't remember. He didn't remember mm. that, he, that he said that and it, yeah, and that's it was weird. very weird that's and really I was full of regrets. Yeah. <laughs> I still um, bet it transcribed his better than it did mine. Mine was just like pure gibberish. Was it? And the woman I interviewed who was American got hers like perfect spot yeah. on yeah so but i've given a few people my stuff to transcribe because obviously i'm far too important to transcribe my own interviews mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and they've both been american and they've the people who have given me 
interviews to to transcribe they put it through otter and they gave it back to me like within an hour and that is like and they're both quite long interviews so yeah that's a sign that (laughs) (laughs) that's a sign that the otter i think works quite well it's getting smarter the otter's getting smarter should we Um, thank everybody yes let's do it um, so thank you to producer Jada who's thank yawning you. right now she's <laughs> so right. bored of Jada. us <laughs> been here like an hour yeah um, thanks to Annika Vadical who does our social media which reminds me follow us on Instagram at his crazy story follow the overtake at the overtake on everything mm-hmm. please please give us some money on the Patreon I'm kind of thinking we should start reading out the the patrons on the end of the podcast we could mm. do like a quick oh, thing yeah, read them all out. Yeah. so maybe if you if you join the patreon now you could be part of that if we decide to do that we will just let's just yeah this is the decision this we'll is read them out in chunks and if anyone new gets on you you can we just we'll read you out earlier yeah. yeah yeah that's a great idea yeah because that would be annoying reading the full list every time. yeah it's, it's yeah. too yeah. it's, it's too to long that. to and now 50 names, some of them you don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Most of them yeah. you don't know. 660 names, right? Oh, yeah, yeah that yeah. many. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, oh, and also, we never say, send us your crazy stories. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Crazy yeah. story at theovertake.com. We have a whole last email address for yeah, that. Yeah, we do. That's, why the Amer- <laughs> that's how the American listener got in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, just send us them. Send us your own. Don't make it up. That's all, the only rule. We can't fact check it, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Good. Good. Uh, right. Okay. Is that everything? Yes. Yeah. Podcast over. Goodbye. Bye. We should say thank you, shouldn't we, to the listeners? Really, when we do nah, this, fucking... just keep that in. That counts. <laughs> <laughs>